Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Gaming Goons. I want to give a shout out to all the listeners that have been listening to us from the beginning. The goons here really appreciate it. If you're a first time listener, please consider supporting us by following and hitting the notification bell. We hope you enjoy the content. For today's topic, we're going to be talking about loot boxes. The plague of gaming society. <sighs> loot boxes, Ugh. loot boxes, loot boxes. Money well spent. I'll tell you that right now. Money spent well too spent? Much money I don't <laughs> Oh my god! I'm a victim. <laughs> How much money do you think you spent on loot boxes between all games, Josh? <sighs> Just throw a random number out there. Six hundred dollars. Six hundred bucks, Luke. What about yourself? A total of like zero dollars. I don't buy loot boxes. I don't. I don't know if I have either. I bought some in CS:GO. I've bought. I've bought paid DLC before, like zombie maps, but I don't mess with loot boxes. Yeah. Maybe like twenty bucks on two K back in the day, but like. I would like to state that I spent that money during Black Ops 3's phase. Yeah. I don't I don't crypto, do I don't do them anymore. The amount of crypto keys you probably bought. It's gross. That plus yeah. the liquid divinium. That was even more gross. That's disgusting. Well, you disgusting. had to you needed like 75 perkaholics. What else would you would you have done? I mean, That's... it's dude, <laughs> It's such a good game though. <laughs> Anyways, loot boxes. Like Joey said, welcome everyone to this episode. Uh, I'm your usual host, Luke, along with... Josh. And... And I'm Joey. As we've stated before. And today we're talking about loot boxes, the plague on gaming society, the thing that ruins the experience for pay-to-win players, and the thing that also makes me angry whenever I get a new game. Uh, Where do I start? <laughs> <laughs> Man, I, well, I'll start off What's by a- saying characterize the loot box you know, characterize? try to explain it what it is like a general a general okay. idea of so what a loot box is. is a scam it's actually a multi-level marketing scam <laughs> <laughs> so basically i'll try to do the best Go i ahead, can Josh. you spend money to buy in-game points that will allow you to buy well a box or a pack that will in turn have a random set of items items within that store pretty much mm-hmm. yeah so it could be one item or it could be three or it could be five it could be from a common to an ultra legendary tier it is completely random it's rng it's gambling a scam it's a scam <laughs> i honestly would agree with that i'm not gonna lie yeah i think um, it's important to note that all not all loot boxes you have to pay for some are earned by winning games some yep. are dropped at random after games some are just awarded to you when you level up in the battle yep. pass there's a lot of different ways of acquiring loot boxes across different games and platforms yeah and you may require funding to do that you may not require that right at the end of the day it's a loot box it's randomized it's effectively gambling in video games and that's actually a good starting point is josh you had a list of um what was it like 18 countries that have bans yeah i was looking it up before this episode and it's 18 countries that have banned loot boxes because of its addictive nature how does that work do you think they like just restrict the online software of a game or do you mean like purchasing loot boxes or loot box systems in general i'm not too sure exactly how it works i know that there was a bill released in the united states of how they like to term it so it is um s1629 a bill to regulate certain pay-to-win microtransactions and sales of loot boxes and interactive digital entertainment products and for other purposes huh okay 
So they could just ban like the store kind of. Yeah. For that game. I wonder yeah. if that would be like because there's no like geolocation on your console, so when you boot it up, internet. would that would that have to link it to your profile? Yeah, and, it's because like, if you put an address in, you'll the internet knows exactly where you are at all times. That's fair. Whatever it knows your exact location, <clears throat> even right now. Even Hide right your now. See your I have your IP address, Joey. I have it. <laughs> if it's technically you do, your network has it. But well, that, that'll that'll be a podcast for another day. But, yeah. Oh my goodness. So let's start with. The history of it, though. The history of because what's the first game you ever saw loot boxes. The in? first game I ever saw was Call of Duty Advanced Warfare, and that was in 2014. They did supply mm. drops, okay. which was um, customizations, but also guns, playable guns. So it was pay to win. So yeah, we should establish that term, pay to win. Yeah, what do you consider like a pay to win? Anything you purchase with real life money. That leads to a tactical and or mechanical advantage over other players in the game. Yeah, I mean, you might as well write that down because that's for the books, right? That there. was that's stated perfectly. That's fine, perfect. I try. <laughs> Brilliant, Luke. Actually, let's give a round of applause for Luke on that right there. Oh my gosh, the gaming goons are cracked, bro. So, what are the, some uh, of the games that? What was your guys' first introduction to loot boxes? NBA Two K. Two K. Basically any sport game. If if any of our listeners have ever played a sport game, you know that evidently there's going to be some sort of a my team mode where you have to get a combination of all different players and cards at whatever position or whatever game. And you sink so much money into that if you want to be competitive. Like, you can do you know regular VC talk with uh, like 2K if you want to up your my player. You can get a higher rating and better abilities, but when it comes to like the loot box box aspect, it's all in the my team categories because you you open up packs. Um, I remember back in like 2015, 2016 when 2K was kind of, I don't know, for me it was a lot bigger back then. I would actually come home from school and I would watch videos of people just opening packs. They it's weren't addicting. even playing the game. I used to do that too. And and it would be like I think the guy's name was Jazzer the Laser or something. He was he just play he's a 2K YouTuber. Shout out to Jazzer. But he would just he would drop like $250 on VC and spend it all on packs and that would make a 15 minute YouTube video for him. Wow. And that's all it was. And it would he would cut it up and it's like it's like half the packs you get nothing good. And then the one time he would get like a diamond card, he'd just freak out for like ten minutes and it's like, Oh my gosh, who's the player behind the card? <laughs> so for two K kind of run us down what makes it an advantage when you get those cards. So what are you looking for and why are they looking for it? Yeah, so two K in particular is what I have experience with, but I know there's a similar system in FIFA and in Madden and on probably MLB the show. Um, what happens in my team modes are basically you get cards with players and those players have an overall rating. That ranges from I believe the lowest is fifty five all the way up to a ninety nine. Now, with those overall rating, that's a conglomeration of every aspect or attribute you that player has. Some of them are better at defense, some are better at rebounding, shooting, inside shooting, finishing, dunking, all that good stuff. Anything you can think within basketball, there's an attribute for it. When you have higher overall players, it's easier to make plays in the game. So if you're playing my team against someone online, and I have a lineup of five guys that are my starters that are all 75 overalls, and you're playing against me, and you have six, and you have five guys that are your starters that are all 90 overalls, 
it's not impossible for me to win, but it's really difficult for me to get an edge over you because your guys will get every 50-50 ball because you have better odds and better stats. So it is a massive pay to win. Oh, it's incredibly unfair. That sounds um, yeah, that sounds incredibly unfair. The one, the one yeah. caveat to not spending like actual money on it is, um, at least in two K seventeen, which was the last two K I played, uh, there was a an auction house where you can sell cards for a different in game currency, and then use those. I think they were my team points to buy other cards. So mm-hmm. if you wanted to sell like forty five, uh, sixty five overall cards, to buy one like ninety two overall cards, you could do that, but usually those prices were so exorbitant in the shop because they get like you can put a card up on the auction block and then let people bet on it and by that and by the time the auction ends you might like if you put up like a mvp 2011 derrick rose card you would start the bidding at like fifty thousand my team points and by the end of a two-day auction you would probably rake in like six hundred thousand my team points which you could use to buy a different Mm. diamond card or something Hmm. like that but if you don't have those high-level cards, you don't have any leverage to sell. So it's it's really, really I think lopsided. I would need to play it to understand it a little better mm-hmm. and how it works. But that sounds just ridiculous. It is. It's and I know absolutely we went, absurd. I know we went on a little tangent for NBA, but that's good because I didn't want to understand how that works. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also back to Joey. Yeah. What was your first encounter with loot boxes? So I think my first encounter... And, and honestly, to put it out there, it's kind of a relatively new system in the in the in the scam of the game or in the scheme of the uh, gaming industry, I guess I would say. Uh, CS:GO was my first exposure to it, mm-hmm. and that was maybe when I was in high school. So, do you want to kind of explain how ago. that works? In that so, system? the best you can. Yeah. So you basically exchange money for a key to be able to open up a crate that is potentially dropped at random sometimes you can buy them on the market as well there's they have different types of crates with different themes with different camos for knives and guns i don't i think that's pretty much it i don't think there's any outfits or anything in csgo i don't think there are i think it's pretty limited to what it is but the caveat to csgo is that the skins have actual value on the steam market right so people can it's lit it's basically gambling you know like let's say oh i want that cool red combat knife or something like yeah. that and you try to spend for it and it's like 0.0000% chance you're going to get it but some, when you hit it it's worth like it potentially hundreds to thousands of dollars so wait, wait wait can i if i have a steam account i can spend actual u.s dollars buying a skin for a gun off of somebody else through steam yes you can do it through steam or some third party places that are so, a little cheaper but yeah so if you have a super rare camo for the butterfly knife and i want it I send you $1,000. You receive $1,000. Is it just in your Steam account? Does it go to your bank account? I believe that you can sell it and you get the money in your Steam wallet. I don't think you can. Once money is in your Steam wallet, I don't think you can send it back to your PayPal or your account. Unless, like, let's say you buy a game on Steam and you want to refund it, but Mm -hmm. it was through PayPal. You can refund it back to your PayPal. So, I don't know. The listeners may be able to tell us a little bit more. I don't don't know CSGO as much as I know other ones, but... They definitely have a real world value, and people. Yeah, yeah. Will Parker, hack you if you're if listening, you have a good one, you know, like. Parker, if you're listening, let us know in the comments. Yeah, I'm curious myself because Steam isn't really like a Venmo. No, you know, no. But, so yeah, yeah. But, but I can, know what you're saying. You could sell your account for money. 
Oh, that's true too. I I believe that's against terms of service for Steam, so I don't recommend it. I don't think you can, you can buy and sell accounts and would stuff that like that. Be... I would stay away from that. That's kind of sketchy. Is that considered identity fraud? No. Because if you create an account and your name, your email, all that stuff is attached to it, and you sell it to someone else who then starts using that account, well, you should probably mm, not have your name on and all your information they're not before you, you sell. Yeah, it, it should know, be like but... uh, I don't know. If I, I wouldn't say go it's as in... far as saying it's any type of fraud okay yeah. i'm just i'm just covering our bases i, I, would say, I, I mean I, it's a valid point yeah i don't know i i would say no but i think there's an argument either way okay yeah so the first game to have loot boxes was actually fifa in 2009 so you oh, said it's nine. relatively recent but 14 years is it's coming on pretty strong and there's still loot boxes within gaming maybe it's a little toned down now um what do you think was the reason for it being toned down and when do you think it started to shift from being very pay to win to like going more into cosmetics i would say probably the rise of esports as esports got more prevalent pay to win structures had to become more balanced in order to keep the competitive scene balanced Mm -hmm. um because like the call of duty league's been around for what 10 years now Honestly, I couldn't tell you. Um, I'm not they, sure, but, but they've, that they've been around for a while. But like, if you think about accurate. before competitive esports with money on the line were being played, you know, if you had pay to win, then there was no actual monetary loss that could come of having pay to win. But if you have a Rocket League tournament, or sorry, Rocket League doesn't really have too much pay to win at all. Um, it's a good example of microtransactions. But if you have Call of Duty where you have a gun that you can just buy, but if you don't have the funds to buy it, and it's a tournament where it's like $1,000 for the winner, someone with the, the buffed gun is going to win that tournament. And that's that's a pay-to-win structure. So that becomes a complete imbalance on a competitive scale. So you had two options. You could either ban all paid guns and only use the base ones in tournaments and disqualify anyone who broke that rule, or you could just make the games more balanced going forward. I know that in Call of Duty, there are rules like that uh, mm-hmm. for the CDL. Like, you have a set loadout and you can customize a very, very minimal parts of it. Hmm. There will be like, you can only use these six guns. You can choose which ones you want, but yeah. those are the ones you get. Mm-hmm. So it keeps the um, the skill gap pretty small so you don't have to deal with those pay to wins. Mm-hmm. I would say it kind of started, that shift was when laws started to come out and started to state well, these pay to win, you you really can't do that. This is starting to get into a gambling aspect mm-hmm. and it's starting to become unfair for players. And I think they kind of found a sweet spot where you can still have a gun, but it would be the same attributes as a gun that's already in the game. It's just purely cosmetic. Mm. And I think cosmetics are the way to go for loot boxes. Yeah. Yeah, it seems that the shift and everything for for loot boxes when they started to do them was possibly because I mean, let, let's look let's look at the older games. You buy a game, that's it. You get the game. Yep. No updates, no nothing. Mm-hmm. You play it, you're done. With newer games, you buy a game, there's updates, you spend a little money here, microtransactions, skins, the developers are constantly turning their wheels to keep yeah. you engaged with the game. Make it a live service, yeah. So I would say in the past 10 years, that has definitely took the world by storm. And Josh and I had a conversation on the way over here about like crappy games that have been released lately and yeah. not, not finished and everything. Mm-hmm. We never yeah. had to really worry about that before. So maybe it's like a way to keep the person, you know, sprinkle little seeds in their minds. Hey, let's, we've got new loot boxes yeah. coming out next yeah. month, you know, oh, or Battle Pass. Mm-hmm. I think you also got to think about the model of how developers make their game because the bar is set so high for what games are and 
they cost $70. So people are going to buy the game, but then on top of that, they got to figure out how to get more money from it because if the game lasts like eight years, what are they going to do? They people There'll be discounts for the games. They got to figure out some other way through microtransactions, loot boxes. Yeah, and, and there's been a big evolution when it comes to how developers can make money off their games continually. It used to just be a, you buy the game, you have the game, there's nothing else to add. And that was before big online services were kind of the meta. Yeah, basically. And then once you got to the Xbox 360 and PS3 and the Wii, those were the three that kind of started online shops. And from there, you also started to have you know Wi-Fi, which led to uh, season passes. And that was paid DLC. That wasn't a loot box, but it was kind of the gateway drug to get us where we are today. Because if you had, you know, Black Ops 1, you had two zombies maps. You had you had Kino Der Toten and you had five. But if you bought the season pass every four months or so, whenever they would drop a new DLC map pack, you'd get, you know, Call of the Dead, um, Shangri-La, Moon, Ascension. All of those maps would come out. And that was how they made more money is each of those map packs was $15 or you could buy the whole entirety for like 55 and get a $5 discount. And once they got to a certain point, now we're at a point where it's free DLC and they make all their money off of microtransactions. Yeah, that's true. What do you guys think are some good games that do loot boxes correctly? Oh, geez. Because there definitely are some. Like we do trash on loot boxes, but they there are a lot of games that do it very well. I think Rocket League does it pretty good. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's like the best example, but you get them for free. You get them. Yeah. Well, for the most part, you get them. For, I don't even know if you can buy them, actually. But mm-hmm. anyway, you get them for your I battle you pass or challenges or whatever. That's a good way to do it. Siege does it decent. I don't really like that you see that wheel spin at the end of the game after you win. Because it's oh, like, oh, for, I'm going to get that chance. I'm going to get that chance. But for alpha it's either you get it or you don't. Like, right. I don't really care if I'm going to get it. Just show me I get it or show me that I don't I, get it. It shows you that mad. chance. It plays with your mind, you know? Right. I used to get mad when I played Siege because I would get done with a match and it's like, all right, let's see if I get an alpha pack because I have, I, I'm not, I don't have, I don't invest money in this stuff. So it's like I roll and you start with like a 2% chance of getting an alpha pack. And there was one time I got to like a 76% chance of getting an alpha pack because every time you miss, it adds like 2% to your likelihood of getting a pack on the next roll. I got all the way up to like 75% before I got one, and I was so mad. I'm like, this is absolutely ridiculous. My highest percentage was 88%. 88? Yes. Wow. I think I took Dude. a video of it, too. It's somewhere. I got to find that. I, <laughs> I was yeah. literally so mad. <laughs> I bet you were sick. I was. I literally threw up. <laughs> I was so mad. I don't remember what my highest percentage was, but I don't know. And it, I don't know if Siege really did it well because there's a lot of – controversy i think in my opinion i mean they're pro scene they don't use skins they just play i I don't know you might be able to have it on your guns but i don't think you can have it on your character Mm. because there's been issues in the past where you can get an operator skin that has camo on it and you may not be able to see somebody on the flight when you're going up to cash and and one of the maps or something like that or on on bank i think uh siege did it all right Mm -hmm. it's again just purely cosmetic so i don't mind it too much the thing I hate about it is that you only get one item for how long it takes to get a pack. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of my problem is the length it takes to actually get that pack itself. There's such a low like reward when you finally get a yeah. pack, you get one item. Yeah. And then you can also get duplicates on top of that, which uh, I think is a terrible system stinks. for loot boxes. That is dumb. I agree Terrible with that. system. All for right. me, like the first well, question I ask myself is, does this loot box system 
present a competitive edge if somebody gains something, yes or no? Yes, okay, they get camos that are better, they get guns that are better. Mm -hmm. Or if it's no, it's purely cosmetic, nothing matters. Mm -hmm. I think that's that's like the defining line if a loot box is like, quote-unquote, good or bad. Yeah, I think there's also a small middle ground in there um, because I, I'm thinking about Fortnite right now. There's all cosmetic stuff, but there are a few animations or emotes that you can get that like change your hitbox a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, there was one. There's one where you do a backflip into like you're laying on your side with your hand. On, oh yeah, on I've seen and if that you one, yeah. and if you hit that, you know, obviously your character lays down on the ground. So if someone's got a sight line on you, and then you jump, do a backflip, and land on the ground, you're out of their sight line. So there's like just the tiniest bit of advantage that only applies in like point zero 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 one percent of situations, but it still exists. Right. That's true. So um, I think that's kind of an interesting middle ground between like, uh, oh, win, this basically. gun, this gun is only available if you buy it, and it gets, it has like three times as much damage as everything else. I, I always hated models like that, and it's like clearly they want people to buy it so they're better. Like yeah. that, that's how, that's why people buy it. They want to be better, yeah. and then everybody buys it, and it's like, well, what, what is even the point anymore? You know, it, it becomes like a syndrome in, in the Incredibles thing. If everyone's super, no one is basically. So my. I think one of my favorite games that has loot boxes is Apex Legends. I know both of you guys don't really dabble in it that much. Luke does a little bit here After, and there. Yeah. But what it is, is every two levels you get an Apex pack, and it, it could range items? from anything. It has three items, three yeah. Items, no yeah. duplicates, so you have a chance of getting something new every time. But there's also something in Apex packs called Heirlooms, which is pretty much right when you get the game, you have a 2% chance, or it's actually probably way smaller than that. I'll just say like a 0.2% chance of getting an heirloom. It is a unique class, like, not not really a weapon. It changes how your melee fists look when you don't have a gun out. Okay. No advantage or anything, but it's special to certain characters, and every character oh, yeah, yeah. has one. Hmm. So basically, everybody is trying to get these heirlooms because they want to get one for Pathfinder. They want to yeah. have their special, unique Pathfinder, which are boxing gloves. Uh, and nice. What's yeah. life? Do you know what lifelines is? Lifelines that... are like batons or something, nice. drumsticks I... or something like that. Okay. Um, but yeah, every character kind of has one, <laughs> and when new characters get added. An heirloom gets added for you that said, character. You said drumsticks, and for some reason, my mind went to like chicken, chicken wings. He just has like I, I two got hungry <laughs> chicken wings, just some magic just, characters. He's just Mom like sprinting just down a slope, and it's just like you got one chicken wing in each. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there it's it works really well. And for the heirloom system, once you open a new Apex pack, the chances of that heirloom being dropped increases a little bit. So the more you open the better chance you get, which kind of also leads to people thinking, oh, I should keep buying more because now I have a better chance the next time. Which, yeah, you could say that, but you get yeah. Apex packs so much that there's no point to even buy them. I think that's a big part. We were talking last episode about how in Rocket League you get enough drops to where you don't feel as much of an urge to buy stuff because you feel like you're rewarded for playing the game. Yeah. Yeah, right. that that sense of reward is important. But, um, yeah, another, another game... I'm thinking of is Killing Floor 2. Their system is pretty good. Killing Floor 2 is uh, it's like a wave defense zombie game. You get random drops sometimes. Yeah, you the, the drops are pretty neat. You get a varied things between weapon skins and outfit skins, and 
if you you can get duplicates, which is kind of annoying, but you can destruct it into a currency that allow you to make something else. So you can just keep reiterating that process till you get something that you don't have. But it's like you yeah. may as well not give duplicates then at that point. But the thing I the problem I have with duplicates is when you get a duplicate, the value you get for that item does not match what that the value of that item. Like if you get a legendary, the highest tier, I'll use Siege for an example. Mm -hmm. When you get a duplicate, you get renown, which is the in-game currency. The value for that legendary would not match that. You would get like yeah. 500 or 1,000 renown, yeah, which true. you can't even buy anything with. So what's yeah. the point of giving me that? Mm -hmm. That's what I don't like about duplicates. I think that's especially frustrating when you get something that's like really cool or rare, but it's like you just don't personally want it. And it's like, I should be able to get a good value out of this, but mm -hmm. you don't. It's yeah, kind of like when you return suck. old games to GameStop, and they're just like, it, and they turn into Rick Harrison from Pawn Stars. It's like, best I can do is 50 cents. They're like, I'll give you a candy wrapper. Sorry, dude. <laughs> I'll give you a dumb, dumb wrapper. Yeah, they don't yeah. do loot boxes, though. Well, I, GameStop, GameStop kind of does a Pokemon cards. Yeah. <laughs> they do what? Oh. They sell Pokemon cards. Yeah, trading cards are loot boxes. They technically are loot boxes. There's actually loot boxes in PokeMMO. Really? Those, what, those do you, what do you get from those? Rare candies of different sizes. Oh, like, in uh, Pokemon MMO, you get rare candies that actually give you a certain amount of XP. And explain then, Pokemon and MMO real quick. Pokemon MMO is um, it's an MMO for Pokemon. I mean, it has like it's every Pokemon game into one game for PC. Basically. MMO is emulator. massive multiplayer online. Yeah. So it's just like a bunch of different players playing together with old titles combined together pretty much yeah like, yeah and right. they have certain events where if you play long enough or you do certain tasks you get mm -hmm. loot boxes and then when you open up you get basically rubbish you know? yeah that but sucks. some people what they'll do is instead of they'll calculate how much value you'll get per opening a kit and it, if if, if, it, if it's more than what the loot box is worth they'll open it but if not they'll sell the loot box so, but there's a there's a small chance you might get the super rare legendary item that'll go for thousands of Poke Yen. In, and in the economy in that game, may end up being triple or quadruple the value four years later. Like the 10th mm. year anniversary for Pokemon, wild stuff on the market. So it's kind of like holding on to like a rookie card for like, Luka, like a Luka Doncic rookie card right now. I think there was one that sold at auction for like $562,000. <sighs> And <laughs> yeah. exactly, Jeez. and five years ago, when he was you know a rookie, has he been? He's been in the league for five years. Wow! Um, but when Luca was actually a rookie, it, it was only worth twenty five k because he was one of the highly touted rookies. Mm -hmm. But he hadn't achieved the level of stardom that he does now. That's insane. And that's yeah, that's that's a physical trading card, not like on two k. No one's that's spending two hundred fifty k on. <laughs> I hope. I no hope not. Spending. Maybe in CS:GO. I know that there's some crazy butterfly knives that people. Well, at least like the last time I heard about CS:GO, people will spend thousands of dollars for certain skins. Yeah, and that's insane. Yeah, there's the knife that it's on, or or weapon that it's on, I guess. But yep. usually, knife skins go for a lot. Yeah, more. it's the knife skin. What kind of skin is on it? How it's applied to the skin? And then there's like a float value. Oh, I've which heard is like a that. certain number. Yeah. And people try to get like 0 0.609420, like 420. It's like, crazy. It's crazy. And like those numbers, just it's just a numerical value that is literally equates to more money on yeah. the skin. Like it's crazy. Yeah, that's... Oh boy. I don't, I, think... I don't really understand the CSGO skins as much. Like it's like really detailed for some reason. Like there, there's a lot of value to be made there, but a lot of money to be lost. For sure. All right, guys, that brings us to the middle of the show. So we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll talk about a little bit more of the materialistic things that are skins of, like, 
backpacks or the pickaxes in Fortnite, stuff like that. That's not necessarily just, you know, on your person, but things that you actually use. All right, everybody, welcome back from the break. Uh, we are left off. We're about to talk about stuff like pickaxes and like the pets you can put on your back in Fortnite and stuff like that. What are your guys' thoughts on on having like companions and stuff? I never really liked that aspect of Fortnite. I don't wear no. backpacks on my model in Fortnite. I think oh, it's I just extra care. fluff. I think I think it honestly in in a competitive sense, I think it gets in the way and you can't see as much. Like, I think I, it's, like, distracting a little bit. I agree. I was going to say the same thing. I have, like, this one back bling on Fortnite where the dragon's, like, flying around. And I'm like, go away. Go back in my pouch. I don't want to see you anymore. Like, it distracts me. I can't see the other players. I'm focused on my tiny weenie dragon. And I'm yeah. like, dude, oh, shut up. Stop. Man. I Get out of the here. Dragon, though. I, they're see, fun, though. But they're fun. But, I think but, it's targeted towards, like, kids. The, whoa, I mean, 100%. Wow. Fortnite is literally the like... No, I mean, like, now. more than ever. Because yeah. that's single, not how Fortnite was originally. Yeah, it wasn't. The single greatest moment of my life was when I opened up... Uh, I opened up a pack, and I got uh, I got the backpack that has a dog on it. And I was just like, I have, like, a miniature schnauzer on the back of my... In Fortnite? <laughs> in Fortnite? That was, like, like, when they first released it. Are there packs in Fortnite? Or, there's no... I no, don't it's think not a pack. I... I got something in the battle pass. That's uh, what it was. Yeah, but, they started in like season three or four, like of chapter one. I hate the chapter. But I got a dog, stuff, and but... it's like you can just hit a button and you can like pet it by scratching your back. It's really you're cool. like I love this. I was like this <laughs> putting is putting it on the default favorite. skin. It, it was a good idea. <laughs> I have not for everyone. To yeah, <laughs> that's true. For me, that's for me, not for you two. Okay, all right. <laughs> but, yeah, but to be fair, those aren't loot boxes though. That's true. That's like an in-game thing you buy or you earn through the battle pass, right? Within Fortnite, yes. Yeah. Does, so does Fortnite have any? I don't think I don't Fortnite think has do. any loot boxes. Which, which is surprise. Well, it doesn't even surprise me because they do so well selling their items individually in their store. They don't need yeah, to sell them. I guess yeah, you're true, right. True. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the we've me and you have played Josh. We've played Fortnite what like two times in the past year. I don't even think. Yeah. Together, maybe. And in both of those scenarios, you bought a skin from the shop. Yeah, because they look like when I play Fortnite, I will buy one eight hundred V buck skin because yeah. i'll have enough from saved before mm -hmm. and they just are great yeah, like yeah, we cause... could that could be an episode by itself talking about how well crafted skins are and mm -hmm. how likely you are to buy those skins that's fortnite does a great job with that yeah probably what do you guys the think the, yeah the kind of difference should lie of how complex it should be between every day the shop renews and you get new items in the shop and it's available for a limited time versus you have the potential to get anything but it's completely random i how think you... it's a smart idea but after a while it just feels like a money grab man it, like it no is. matter how talented the artists are, which Fortnite has really, really talented artists that you can tell have come a long way in their development. Oh my gosh, man. But it's like, dude, I don't need a different colored dragon skin for every. Like I just don't need it. Like yeah, it's extra fair. fluff. If you want to spend your money on it, that's fine. But like, how much money do you really need to spend on skins in Fortnite? Josh, you want to answer that for us? No. <laughs> and okay, and honestly, myself, I've spent a couple hundred dollars. Doing I was it. gonna say Prime really? Fortnite. I might have spent like $300 on it because Prime Fortnite, everybody was playing and everybody yeah. cared about the That's skins. Fair. I would say I'd spend around the same. Yeah. Maybe between 200 and 400 That was more addicting than loot boxes for me, actually. Yeah. I was like... The skins skin, sell I was themselves. Like, yeah, they do. I was like, like wearing it. Oh my gosh. I, of course, I'm a Spider-Man nerd. Mm -hmm. I'm going to buy Spider-Man. That's yeah. a given. I'm going yeah. to get Spider-Man. Well, that's the, the last two skins you bought. You bought, was it Kakashi? 
No, I bought uh, Goku. Yeah, I know, but I thought was... the one before that was a Naruto skin. Didn't uh, you buy, did you buy Sasuke? I didn't buy a Naruto skin. Okay. I don't have a Naruto skin. That must skin. have been Parker. Maybe. Parker I remember that we were playing and all of us bought Goku except you or something. And then I'm sitting there with a default was... skin. because I, re- I refused That was fun, to, though. I refused to spend money on microtransactions. That was like Tifu. Yeah. Remember, he won, He never bought a skin for like years. Yeah. That. <laughs> I, I think, so sorry we're staying on Fortnite for so long because even I don't enjoy talking about it for an extended period <laughs> yeah. of time. But it has good memories to it, like the original stuff that we kind of played yeah. but i remember i don't know what season i think it was season three like the og season three mm-hmm. when the rust bucket lord it was came season out three, yeah when that when that first really cool battle pass came out everybody had that skin yeah. it was like the default skin mm-hmm. but it, it was only like for a couple days because everyone got more skins and more yeah. the new ones but yeah. i think it, the rust bucket lord or something like that that is such a cool skin that, that is very a nostalgic cool i think design. another element of this discussion kind of lies with uh, mobile games because I'm thinking about Clash Royale right now and you get chests every time that you win a match and you have to open those or you can buy chests in the shop with gems and and the shop chests give you random cards is it pay to win? If you it if can you, if you roll the right cards out of those chests, then yes. So the now, thing there with... are there are some chests that guarantee you a legendary card, mm. or give you a high probability of getting one of you're guaranteed one out of four of like these card combinations. You said Clash Royale, right? Yeah. Oh, I was thinking Clash of Clans. Does Clash of Clans do? I loot boxes. Don't, I don't know. So. I, I don't think they do. I don't think. No. They I know they have any... gems in like a currency, mm-hmm. but yeah, the gems. way their progress is made through game there's no need for loot boxes i don't think no yeah no. it wouldn't make sense maybe like no actually i really can't think of anything that clash of clans could do for that the one thing if and correct me if i'm wrong but the one thing that really stinks about uh clash royale is do you have to wait to open up those boxes i think you have to wait like four hours like depending on the what? quality of so the, the box it, yeah you it takes more time to unlock it like you have to wait so there's and that's un- what sucks about mobile games is like it keeps ma- like you you are constantly playing the game. Can you pay to unlock over. them early? Yeah, yes. that's probably. Oh yeah, my yes. gosh! Yeah, um, yeah, that's so, so stupid. Uh, mobile games are a lot of mobile games are like that. that you have to I wait hate to that. open it up. I hate that so yeah, much. Clash, I think Boom Beach had something. Wait, Boom Beach might have, but that I was wanna, just yeah. that was just dollar store Clash. I'm of just Clans. pulling things out of my butt at this um, point. <laughs> No, so Clash of Clans, I was just on my, my account. There are no loot boxes. Yes, I still play Clash of Clans. Leave me alone. Um, and then Clash Royale, they, yes. So you have four chest slots. As soon as you win a game, you're rewarded with a chest. And then if it's like a standard chest, it's like four hours of unlock time. If you go to Super Rare, it's like a day. Um, and then you can go into their shop, and you can buy any number of different chests that are completely randomized for up to 2,500 gems, which to put in perspective, 2,500 gems costs $20. So you would get one chest. Uh, you get a legendary King's chest for 2,500 gems or 20 US dollars. Yeah. Bethesda, now, go ahead. You can win the, you can get the gems for free mm-hmm. over the course of time, but it takes a lot longer. Yeah. So. Bethesda did something pretty similar with their mobile game that came out, uh, The Blades. The Blades. Yeah, El- Elder that. Scroll The Blades. It's a mobile game. It's kind of like a uh, dungeon crawler, right? procedurally okay. generated game. And yeah. at the end, you might be able to get a chest. But yeah, you have to wait like four hours, six hours, eight hours, 12 hours, 24 hours, 40 hours. Like, it depends what the quality is. But so annoying. Huh. Like, let me open it up. I just earned it. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's so dumb. Like, but it slows down your progression. Yes. 
and, and that's all about mobile games. Is if you want to spend money, it makes the you lifetime. It's it's like you save time. Like you you progress quicker. Yeah. But then you run out of money and you go slower again. Yeah, so it's, it's a slow grind and Clash of Clans and other games like that. It's one fun. game that I have a soft spot for loot boxes. Um, I don't know if I would consider it good or bad, but it's Plants vs Zombies Garden Warfare. I never really played yeah, that, so I don't... It, it honestly was more of an indie game now that I look at it, but how it worked was there are different rarities of packs, so you could either get, like, the basic pack, this pack, this pack. It would be designed for a certain thing. You could get a pack that would guarantee you a full character, because in the game, there are stickers. If you get five stickers for this character, you get that character. Oh. When you open up a pack, you could get one of the stickers, two of the stickers... One sticker for this character, one sticker for that character. Yeah. You'd have to get all of them. Like a gotcha kind of game. Yeah, kind of. And it's not... You don't get the full character. So how mm-hmm. do you feel about that? Would you rather get the full character or keep having to go for the grind? And grant, and also, you can earn that currency to get those packs through the game. You don't have to buy it. So yeah. There's a lot of mobile games like that. For example, I'll mention... Um, the Warhammer Tacticus, it's kind of a gotcha game. You get shards of characters. And uh, I think yeah. in certain Marvel games, in a lot of games, you yeah, can. You get right. certain shards, different different um, like pieces. rarities. Yeah, different different rarities of certain characters. Like a common one costs 20 shards and are more common to get. Mm-hmm. Our legendary one takes 500 and is really hard to get. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But that's a common system. Do I like it? Uh, it's kind of grindy, especially it when is. it comes to mobile games. For I think Plants vs. Zombies did a little bit better. Plants vs. Zombies was also, I would say, a little bit pay to win because those characters would have unique abilities that the base versions would not. Like, mm-hmm. you could get the ice pea shooter instead of the base pea shooter, and it would freeze your target for, like, a little bit longer. Yeah. So, I would say it was pay to win, which sucks, but I love that game so much. I would love opening the packs, make, like, a little <laughs> fun noise, and it'll be like, boom, and it'll be like, laying out all the cards, and it was awesome. I think they, uh, that kind of reminds me of Fallout 76. I know it's kind of different, but when you level up a certain way, you get like a card pack and you okay. always get bubblegum in it at every single bubble one. Gum. And you could eat that bubblegum and, you know, you won't really get much from it. Maybe it was like, yeah. I don't even know what it was. Probably like, like oh. 0.2 rads. Yeah, you get <laughs> 0.2 rads and plus five food. Like, that's it. Like, but it's this cool little thing. It just, I don't yeah. know. I don't even know why I thought of it. Just like nice the card pack little... opening and stuff. It's kind of, kind of a neat thing. It's kind of like a loot cool. box, really. Yeah. I do want to mention this because, so for anyone who doesn't know and listening to the podcast, I study psychology as my major in college. So in my classes, we have talked about gambling and gambling addiction, Uh and I could get into it for hours, but I'll just say like the one thing that I took away from it Mm -hmm. was it's how they word what you do in the gambling that really gets you. So most of the time they'll be like, you have a 1% chance of getting this you have a 1% chance of getting a new gun, but they don't tell you, you actually have a 99% chance you won't get it. It's the phrasing and how you think mm-hmm. of it. You're going into that thinking, I have a chance. Yeah. But you, your, your real intuition is, I have a 99.99999% sure, percent positive I won't get it. Yeah. Right. And the yeah. whole psychology behind that is like, if I have that chance, I am going to take it mm-hmm. because it just the smallest amount of chance is what I will take to get that. See, and there's now, a lot more to it than that, yeah. but uh-huh. it, it just goes down a rabbit hole and it's insane. But yeah, I look at it from the perspective of um, 
see any time you take a risk or anything like that it's uh it's it's always a 50 50 chance because you either get it or you don't <laughs> well okay i guess and there you have it folks just keep betting because you I mean and that is why i do not gamble <laughs> yeah without getting into gambling too much i view it as like like an arcade yeah like yeah. i'll take like 50 bucks and when i'm out of money i'm out of money like if you that's, win 50 yeah. bucks i'll go home with 50 bucks like mm -hmm. that's it yeah but, I have been down the rabbit hole a couple times, you know, but it's like it's when all you start RNG. pulling money out of your ATM, you need to go home. You, yeah. You, yeah. you need to go goon. home. You're, you're not a gaming you're, goon. You're just a goon. You're, you're a gambling that. goon. A gambling goon, yeah. If you're stealing your parents' credit cards so you can, you know, get more chips to go play yeah. 2K. It, it is addicting, though. That's, it is that's very, a very addicting. But, and that's kind of the problem with loot box i have is just like it instead of a game being enticing and fun they addict you to the system yeah and it, that's what sucks it's like in siege it's like all right here comes the wheel i'm on 50 percent. hit baby hit come on baby let's go and then you hear half the lobby let's go and the other half is like come on man <laughs> it's like i gotta rock like a charlie brown you know it's like gosh rock. darn it i gotta play this game i could go on about yeah. siege loot boxes but it also kind of makes me think like developers put less time in the game themselves and more time in the loot box aspect so that they make more money off that because they yeah. know people will buy them yeah. it's a cash grab a it lot is. of games now are cash grabs i feel like the main takeaway from this is pay to win sucks yes but yeah. cosmetic based is okay because at that point it's dependent upon if you want to buy it, nobody's forcing you to buy it because yeah. there's no actual advantage. Mm -hmm. It's it's kind of the same thing. Like you could make that argument with like performance based stuff. Like if like before I got my PC, I was playing on a 2014 GameStop refurbished Xbox <laughs> One with Advanced Warfare on it, and that plays a lot and loads a lot slower and refreshes a lot slower than my PC now. And so like there's there's a competitive disadvantage being on older hardware. That's not the same thing as a loot box necessarily, but there is a pay-to-win advantage. If you have more money at your disposal, you can buy a higher-performance PC, and you can have a quicker response time, which might help you a little bit, but it is help. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, you bring up a good point, because that's like on certain battle passes, like let's say Fortnite, you, yeah. can, you can buy it, the battle pass, or you can buy it and skip 20 tiers and get all the loot. But it's exactly. like, what's the point of even buying the battle pass? Battle pass. Like you... If you're going to you, skip it. You're supposed to grind and enjoy yeah. it. But, like, yeah, if you buy everything outright, like, what the heck is the point of even... Like, it doesn't... It, there's no meaningful progression or grind to it, you know? And I'm, I'm a man of progression, if you guys don't know. I'm, like, if yeah. a game doesn't have meaningful progression, I'm not going to play it. Like, that's what draws I'm the same way. Back. Yeah. Like, if it's, like... Yeah, I mean, I'm just going to stay there. That's pretty much it. I, I completely agree with you. There's one other side to this kind of argument with pay to win. If it's, like, you know, if there's a way to grind it and then there's a way to buy it... You know, it's all about time allocation. If you don't have the time to spend, you know, 30 hours in the game grinding to get this new thing, you know, being able to have pay to pay to get un unlock something is nice for the people who don't have the time to put a bunch of stuff in. And it's like you work for the money. So it's like you're it's allocating true. your time either to grind in the game or you're, you know, working an actual job, you know, to gain money so you can buy this in the game. That loot and box costs five hours of my life. Yeah, and it's it's wow. that's kind yeah. of a really terrible way to think about it. It's just it's like, true. man, if I work six hours, I can buy twenty loot crates tomorrow. Like, <laughs> yeah, well, time is money. Time, time is money is time. Money, which money, we million loot box, loot box, 
Yeah, yeah, I think that's <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'll do. It. But uh, yeah, it, I think uh, it's kind of scammy. It, Final I thoughts. also think it is. Kinda I, I think scammy. they're kind of they're fun, but it's they just feel scammy. Like, why are you giving me a duplicate? Why why do I need to have a two percent chance after I win a game? Like, yep. just yeah. give me stuff. Like, keep me really coming back and like just show me how you guys do your art style. Like, that's what I want to see. I think they're about to start getting better. They have been getting a lot better. Recently. Lord, I hope so. Yeah, I guess end of the day. Make your game fun and reward people for being players of your game. If people are playing your game and it's enticing, they'll keep coming back. If you're a developer, you know, just make a better product and people, if you build it, they will come. What's this? That's the one quote from like Field of Dreams or something, right? Uh, okay, no, you haven't seen that movie. Back to loot boxes. If I could say <laughs> anyway. one message to a developer, it's just don't include loot boxes. <laughs> That's all I got. Think of an own, your own unique system. Come up Something with your different. own. That's what yeah. we really want. All Uniqueness. Right. I think we're yeah. good, gentlemen. I think that's this, all. Uh, this has been episode 12 of the Gaming Goods podcast. Thank you once again, everyone, for tuning in. Uh, if you enjoyed the show and want to hear more, you know, give us a like, leave us a review, turn on that notification bell. We're available and streaming on a bunch of different platforms now. Uh, if you want to follow our socials, we have TikTok and Instagram. Uh, we're putting up reels. We're just keeping you guys updated as to what we're playing and what we're doing. Um, and that's that's a wrap on episode 12 of The Gaming Goons, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. See you.